This episode of Nintendo Power Block is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support Nintendo Power Block and the Boss Rush Network, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash network and see which tier is right for you. Thanks for your continued support. Right, welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Bossman's Games. I'm your host, and I'm excited. And if joining me is the one, the only Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Derrick. Hello, good sir. Hey, Ed, how's it going? How's uh, how's life been treating you the last uh, five minutes since we recorded? <laughs> <laughs> it's been really good. Uh, I think we got a good discussion that we're going to have a, 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 a throwback in a sense. A throwback? Uh, oh boy. Yes. Can't wait to find out what this random topic's going to be. <laughs> well, uh, we are going on the seventh year of the Nintendo Switch. And I thought it would be cool to look at our journey with the Nintendo Switch just within the first year um, and everything. Uh, because I know we got our systems at different times. Um, I was working at Toys R Us. Um, you had a different job at that time, and it's two jobs ago. <laughs> <laughs> True, yes. Jeez. And gross. I remember the trailer for the Nintendo Switch, um, and I think we didn't know the name of the console yet until no, it's called Codename NX. Still, yes, uh, and we didn't know the name until the commercial happened. Um, and, uh, you know, we got Rooftop Karen name. And uh, with the yeah. commercial, uh, a reveal trailer, um, you see a guy playing Breath of the Wild. Um, and you get a shot, of kind of like a, a little quick shot of the console um, of the Nintendo Switch. Um, and then, you know, his dog is want to go for a walk to the, you know, bathroom or whatever. And so he has the Joy-Cons on, like, the Joy-Con holder. He takes them off, plugs on the Nintendo Switch, pulls it off, and leaves. It starts playing. And then the music kick in, and we start seeing everything. Um, different ways of people playing. And you see the Joy-Con come off the Switch uh, hand it to another person, and then they're playing. Um, and so we kind of got the marketing uh, look of the Nintendo Switch and what it's about. Um, and then we see Skyrim and some other games. And uh, I remember us recording a reaction to that commercial uh, and everything. But how did you feel about the Nintendo Switch after seeing that commercial? I, man, <clears throat> I th- I mean, as a Nintendo fan, I was excited. As someone who had seen the potential in the Wii U and really loved the Wii U, I felt that this is exactly what they were trying to do the first time around. And mm-hmm. they, you know, this had, clearly it has Iwata's design philosophies all over it, right? It has the motion controls of the Wii, it has the 
console gaming in a handheld form of the Wii U. It has Nintendo's sensibilities in handheld gaming. Um, I think the the Switch, the reveal, and then obviously what came afterwards, right? Like the the January kind of breakdown stage J- Japanese stage show that remember yeah. when everybody was making fun of it and like okay, it's a Japanese reveal show. What do you want from it? Uh, I think after those, that first reveal for sure, which I was on my honeymoon when they revealed it. Of course they were. Um, of course I was. But I thought what they were doing was really interesting. And obviously we had Zelda to look forward to. And we knew it was coming. And Zelda, it was going to launch with a Zelda game, right? Which I was excited for. So you know, I I had actually already planned on playing it on Wii U because I thought yeah. I wasn't going to get a console at launch, and I ended up getting one at launch, which was awesome. Uh, hopefully, the next time around, we'll be able to do that as well. But I think I think what Nintendo did was I I mean, it's easy to say going into the seventh year what they did was very smart, but um. At the time, at the time, we thought they were going to support the 3DS a lot longer than they did, which they still supported it for a year and a half after. But the Switch was such a hit that people stopped caring about the 3DS, right? I mean, Alpha Dream went out of business because people stopped caring about the 3DS, right? Because of Mario Mario and Luigi games, Um, which... Sorry, that's sad for them, but I mean, it's Nintendo had a hit console on their hands. What are you going to do? These games yeah. take to develop. Um, and then obviously after that first year, right? That first year was just fire for them. Let me let me tell you the games that Nintendo had that first year. Okay. Um, one two switch. Okay, my nephews love that game, so. I'm going to put a net positive on that. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with the new battle mode. That was the big selling point of that game, right? Was the new battle mode and Splatoon characters involved and all the DLC from the Wii U version. New IP and ARMS, right? Really, uh, I wouldn't say it was a mega hit, but I think uh, they definitely had some thirst trap characters, <laughs> especially the uh, the one with like uh, the the hair that w- were used as her arms, I guess. Yeah. And like um, had some junk in the trunk, as they say. Uh, so arms was a hit in a lot of different ways. Uh Splatoon 2, uh, Pokemon Tournament DX, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Super Mario Odyssey, Snipper Clips, and Snipper Clips Plus, which was the physical, remember the physical release had unreleased content on it. Yes. And they ended up selling it as DLC later, I think. Or maybe they sold it as DLC at first and then put it out on Plus. I don't remember. And Xenoblade Chronicles 2. That was the first year. If you told me that was the entirety of the Wii U's lineup, I'm like, yeah, the Wii U had a great, great run, <laughs> right? Because of how often um, the Wii U was getting games. 
I think the smart thing they did too, obviously the hybrid model was smart, but they took their focus off. They, they refocused on one platform instead of having at the time three. Yes. Remember they were putting mobile games out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And they did, you know, well into the switch's life span, but they were focusing on Wii U, 3ds and mobile, right? Right. What uh, talk about a company that spreads themselves thin, you know? Um, and obviously, a lot of these are, you know, either, you know, viewed as like a one point five style game, like Splatoon two, right? Was essentially Splatoon one with a couple new maps. I mean, down to a lot of the campaign levels were the same, and the final boss was the exact same. Spoilers for Splatoon 2, I guess. Um, You know, Breath of the Wild, Wii U game, Mario Kart 8, Wii U game, Pokken Tournament, Wii U game. Uh, The DX version had more Pokemon in it, right? Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors was a 3DS game. Uh, And so, you know, that, that kind of... I think I think Nintendo also has the advantage with the Switch too of like nobody bought the Wii U. So we have a lot of these games done. Let's do the port work. We'll be able to put out a new game, we'll be able to put out a remake or a remaster and we'll be able to put out a port, you know, and kind of cadence these out to where we have a new release every 6 weeks, right? And they they continued that trend all the way up until the COVID year, right, with Animal Crossing. Yep. They they can because 2018. Here's 2018, Ed. Dragon Quest Builders, Bayonetta 2, Kirby Star Allies, uh, Nintendo Labo, uh, the Variety Kit and the Robot Kit, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, the Funky Kong Remix version, uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, Sushi Striker, Way of Sushido, Mario Tennis Aces, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker with the Mario Odyssey levels, and the DLC. Uh, Octopath Traveler, which they published here. Uh, yes. Go Va- Go Vacation. Uh, the v- the vehicle, the Joy-Con vehicle kit. Super Mario Party. The World Ends with You Final Remix, which they also published here. Uh, the two Pokemon Let's Go games. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. That was 2018. Just oh. A whirlwind of games. Yeah. And that's not, and and we're only talking Nintendo releases right now, right? We can go back right. through and I'll find a list of the third party and top indie games of each year. But I mean, these are just Nintendo's releases for these these years, right? And then you move on to twenty nineteen. Uh they kicked the year off with that fitness boxing game and uh new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh the Labo VR kit, Mario Maker 2, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, Fire Emblem 3 Houses, Astral Chain, Tetris 99, Damon X Machina, Link's Awakening Remake, uh, Dragon that Quest. September was insane. Yeah, Dragon Quest 11S, which they published here, remember? Yes. Uh, which has the 3DS, the the 2d uh, you know like the sprite based version on it right um and uh, uh the well live regular orchestra version. yeah uh ring fit adventure luigi's mansion 3 pokemon sword and shield uh uh 
Dr. Kawashima's brain training. That was 2019, man. That was 2019. 2019 was crazy, dude. That that from the from the release of Fire Emblem until all of September, you mm-hmm. you literally were getting hit. Like, how in the heck was people able to finish three houses and then jump into Astro Chain? Like, and then you have to get done with Astro Chain so you can be able to hop into Link's Awakening. And then you went from Link's Awakening, and it, depending on if you want Damon X Machina or uh, Dragon Quest uh, Dragon Quest Ten, like, no, 11, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, you were just like, what the heck? You just had so much. And then games were selling out. When, like, literally, when Fire Emblem Three Houses sold out, it was just mm-hmm. like... Sold Nintendo, out twice. Twice. And Nintendo literally had to put out a statement saying that we are doing our best to restock it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like, they were out of stock. The first day that game came out, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and I'm just I'm running through these really quickly, but we're going to go through each year really kind of, you know, m- maybe more in depth or pick out our favorite years. I sent you the list in the chat here on Zencaster, mm-hmm. Ed. Um, the list I'm looking at it's all the way at the bottom. Uh, this is every Nintendo game Nintendo game Nintendo's ever published this list, by the way, um, that I sent you. 2020, Ed, this was the COVID year, right? This was the COVID year. Yes. But it kicked off with Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE Encore, which is an amazing RPG. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Snack World Dungeon Crawl. I don't know what that is, but it's a, it was published uh, by Nintendo. They- was it level? I think it's level five. It's a uh, RPG, like action RPG, sim based kind of game. I have it. Well, um, uh, I think it was only digital. I don't think they did physical. I'm not okay. sure about that. Uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Clubhouse Games Fifty One Worldwide Classics, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, Paper Mario: The Origami King, Super Mario 3D yes. All Stars, uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Which was the um, RC kind of Mario Kart yeah. AR build your own track type thing. Cadence of Hyrule, uh, Crypto the Necrodancer featuring the Legend of Zelda. Uh, Pikmin 3, uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, Fitness Boxing 2, Rhythm and Exercise. Uh, and that, that was 2020, man. That was the, <laughs> that was the year where everybody kind of shut down. Yeah. That was a rough year, man. That's when um, like curbside pickup became a big thing. Yeah. Like and and I think that's when pre-orders really started picking up uh during that time because like normally when Nintendo was releasing their games on Fridays, um you definitely were seeing pictures on Twitter of people getting those games. Um yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and 2021 led off with Buddy Mission Bond. I don't really know what that is. Oh, that's Japan only. That's Japan, why. yeah. Um, 
Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, uh, Bravely Default 2, New Pokemon Snap, the two Famicom Detective Club games. Uh, yeah. The Switch version of Metopia, uh, DC Superheroes, uh, Superhero Girls, Teen Power. St- game- that one I still need to get. Uh, game Builder Garage, Mario Golf Super Rush, Skyward Sword HD, uh, WarioWare Get It Together, Metroid Dread, Mario Party Superstars, Shin Megami Tensei 5, Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and Big Brain Academy Brain vs. Brain. And, and, and everybody, Shin Megami Tensei 5 was only in Europe and Australia in 21. When did we get it? We got it that following year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm just reading whatever. Okay. Uh, 2022 led off with Pokemon Legends Arceus, mm-hmm. Triangle Strategy, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, Nintendo Switch Sports, Mario Strikers Battle League, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, uh, Ugh, love that uh, game. Live Alive, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Splatoon 3, <laughs> Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Bayonetta 3, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, what a banger year, man. Yeah, Live Alive was a big one. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 was just like... That was when even ordering from Nintendo.com to get the collection was a hassle. Yeah. Like, it kept breaking and everything. But we still in the COVID era, and, you know, we had to deal with uh, bots, you know, Uh with people and stuff. So, like, a lot of people couldn't get the collection because you would see people buy it and then it'd be on eBay for, like, $600-something. Like, no, I'm not about to pay that much. For the collector's edition, now nah, good. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, man. Yeah. This, what a, that's when what I started learning. That's when I started learning to be like, you know what? I'm gonna pre-order my stuff from Best Buy, not GameStop. When they were trying <laughs> to sell my Xenoblade Chronicles too, I was like, no, nah, I'm, nah, I'm good. Um, and then 2023. Fire Emblem Engage, Metroid Prime Remastered, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe, Bayonetta Origins, uh, Cereza and the Lost Demon, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, <coughs> Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin 4, Pikmin 1 and 2, Detective Pikachu Returns, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, WarioWare Move It, Super Mario RPG Remake. I mean, <laughs> in all in all craziness, like it almost <laughs> it almost feels like it almost feels like last year may have been one of the worst years of the Switch, <laughs> and I, it was a banger. I mean, I don't even think it was the worst year. I think it was once again it was a year of too much stuff to play, like. You can't have the worst year with three of three of those games on that list. It's in the top nineties. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like it's just like last year was kind of a slow year for Nintendo compared to every other year that. <laughs> yeah, but it was just like, man, a Metro Prime remaster. Like people bought the digital and physical. That Nintendo yeah. had to restock too. 
Oh man, you know, good times, man. These games, and then obviously 2024, we have another Code Recollection, which is out. I think by the time this comes out, Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake will be out. Princess Peach Showtime is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door remake, and then Metroid Prime 4 is still lurking out there. I still think we're going to get... Uh, I still think we're going to get Metroid Prime 2 or 3, 2 and 3 this year at some point. I also forgot to read the eShop games <laughs> because they're listed separately on this list for some reason. Yeah. So... In 2017, obviously, Snipper Clips and Flip Wars uh, were the two games published that year that were eShop, quote-unquote, exclusive. Uh, Bayonetta, uh, which was, if you bought the physical Bayonetta 2, you got the code for Bayonetta 3. Obviously, they released Bayonetta 3 physically later. Um, when I Or Bayonetta 1 physically later when Bayonetta 3 came out. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Box Boy and Box Girl, classic puzzle game, amazing yes. puzzle game. Uh, Super Kirby Clash, which was like the fighting game, I think. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Stretchers, which was kind of like moving out, um, but for like medical, <laughs> like the medical take on that. Uh, Good Job, which was a really fun puzzle game. Pokemon Cafe Mix, Kirby Fighter Two, Super Mario Brothers Thirty Five. Uh, part-time UFO, which was really fun. It's only $8, I think, on the eShop. Uh, and Jump Rope Challenge were all 2020. Uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet was in 2022, which was, I think that's like $15. And then uh, F-099 uh, came out in 2023, which I think we forgot about. I forgot about it. I don't know. I remember because when they did the direct air bar, which is like, oh, they're doing a new F Zero, and then you find out they did the ninety nine games, and people were like, you kind of disappointed. But then the moment it dropped and people start playing it, they were having fun with it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm I I'm not into F Zero, man. I tried. I can't. I I tried. It's. You know, I I feel like if they made a modern one, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, like a a proper modern one, maybe I could get into it a little bit because like I like fast RMX for what it was. Right. But I don't know something about those types of racing games. I'm just not into. And maybe I mean, maybe that's why we haven't gotten one <laughs> in a while, because <laughs> it's definitely aimed at a direct like it has its own niche, you know, Uh. I mean, I know Nintendo fans seem to buy everything at the, at this point, but uh, F Zero definitely has its own niche, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. I guess someday. I'm st- I'm telling you, F Zero would be the perfect launch game for a new console, especially if like a Mario Kart isn't ready. Yeah, and you're like, say your next console launches with like the next Mario, the next 3D Mario game. Uh, and F and an F Zero game, right? I think that would be a pretty in like whatever their multiplayer. Hey, here's what this console can do type game that they always seem to launch with now. Uh huh. That's a solid first 
first week of a, of a system, right? I mean, I right? Am I wrong? You're right. I think that's pretty safe to say. Because I feel like Nintendo probably will put like, I think five or six first party games. Probably three of them will be ports. Uh, one probably be like a cross gen kind of one. Yeah, like it well, came on I mean, Switch and then it came off of the new console. Metroid Prime 4 would probably be that, right? I mean, at this point in time, that might be the only choice. Yeah. I'm like, because I'm like, Zelda and Metroid, you know, I mean, not Metroid, like, besides a Mario title, like, Zelda have, Zelda already did their game, you know, Pikmin did their game, Splatoon, you know, got their DLC, like, unless, unless there's some um, games from some other companies we don't know about that Nintendo let them do, like, would, would Platinum Games have something for Switch 2? Or not Switch 2. For the next console, like, to release? That, that would be interesting. Yeah. You know. Shoot, would Capcom have something? If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts. Maybe the super arcade edition of Street Fighter VI. That would be interesting. Maybe we get Street Fighter Six or something. Oh, who knows, right? Um, but yeah, I mean that—that that was just first party. Ed. There were a ton of uh, third-party games released. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to find that list. Well, I know from. When the Switch was released, Skyrim was the thing, uh, and it was it was the you know beginning of Bethesda actually doing something with Nintendo or for Nintendo, I should say, because like once we got Doom and Doom Eternal and Wolfenstein uh, before Zenimax got brought, Bethesda uh, knew they were in a good spot because of the great sales that they were getting. Um, from Nintendo, and we knew that, yeah, it's not going to be the best version or anything, but we were all down for it, uh, uh, playing their games for Nintendo, and they start seeing the good sales from it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when people who were like Skyrim, people were beating the Witcher, people were beating like some of these big games that was like on um, past generations and everything. Uh, people were beating on the switch. Yeah. All right. I found I found a list. Now it's not every game released in twenty twenty or in twenty seventeen, but I found a website that has done the top uh, one hundred Nintendo Switch games per year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm going to just run through this list real quick and see what the third-party games look like. Uh, all the SteamWorld games are on here. So SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, and SteamWorld Heist are all on here. Stardew Valley is clearly on here. Skyrim is on here. This is just 2017, by the way. Uh, Shovel Knight Spectre of Torment is on here, which remember that expansion was released before the proper Shovel Knight Treasure Trove was released Uh on the Switch, Uh, which that the Treasure Trove bundle is on here as well. Uh, Axiom Verge is on here. Enter the Gungeon. Binding of Isaac Afterbirth was on here. Thumper is on here. Puyo Puyo Tetris is on here. Minecraft is on here. Sonic Mania. Um, sorry, I'm just flying through these real quick. I just am. Uh, Shantae Half Genie Hero is on here. Retro City Rampage uh, DX is on here. Uh, let's see. Severed is on here, which was that Vita RPG. Uh, Blossom Tales was on here, which we talked a lot about on an expansion pass recently. Mm-hmm. Rayman Legends is on here. Golf Story is on here. Everybody was obsessed with Golf Story for a long time. Yeah. Uh, my uh, Azure Striker Gunvolt 1 and 2 are on here. Blaster Master Zero is on here. Doom uh, is on here, uh, which was a huge deal that year, right? That was big because um, we, we literally thought it was going to be an EA situation where they just ported uh, Skyrim and that's all we was getting from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. And then we seen Doom. We were just like, wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. And that just jumped off a whole conversation of third party actually coming to Nintendo and them seeing the rewards for it, um, yeah. from it. Like they were getting good sales and from Nintendo. They were just like, oh, we should have did this stuff a long time ago. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got it. I mean, since then, since Doom 2016, we got everything that Machine Games and id put out, right? I mean, we got mm-hmm. two Wolfenstein games and two Doom games and the DLC for Doom uh, Eternal. Uh, we didn't get the DLC for Wolfenstein 2, unfortunately, but uh, the, um, don't worry about it. Neither did everybody else. I mean, <laughs> right. Xbox, I mean, the uh, it's available, but nobody bought it. Let's be honest. Um, Jackbox Party Pack is on here. Overcooked is on here. Resident Evil Revelations 1 and 2 is on here. I Am Setsuna is on here. Uh, L.A. Noir was a pretty big deal that Rockstar put a game on Switch. Yeah. Uh, it didn't do very well, but also that version was not very good. Uh uh well, it ain't I don't think that that was a big game on any console. Yeah. Um Snake Pass is on here. The the Mummy Demastered is on here. So that was 20 2017. Big big release year for the Switch. Um mm-hmm. All right, 2018. Should we go through 2018 real quick? Uh yes. Celeste is on here. Celeste Dead Cells Hollow Knight are all on here. Uh, Sonic Mania Plus is on here. That's where Indies really popped off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of Indies on this list. Hyperlight Drifter, Mm -hmm. Dark Souls Remastered got a Switch release. Uh, That that one got delayed, right? It it did, but it came out... I think the 
PlayStation and Xbox versions came out in March or April that year, and this came out in October or November. Okay. I think October, I think, because it got delayed six months. Yeah. Uh, Gree is on here. Uh, Inside, Mark of the Ninja, Undertale, Firewatch, Transistor, Guacamelee and Guacamelee 2, Dust and Elysian Tale, uh, Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom, Diablo 3. Remember how big Diablo 3 was on the Switch when it came out? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was huge, 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 huge game. Uh, the Messenger, uh, Bastion, Towerfall Ascension, uh, The Banner Saga, Into the Breach. Okami HD was released on the Switch that year. Um, Yoku's Island Express was a really big indie game that, that year. That was a big one, yeah. Uh, uh, Yeez 8, uh, Lacrimosa of Dono came out that year. Octopath Traveler. I mean, well, not really third party. We kind of already talked about that real quick. Uh, Civilization Six came out that year. That was that big year of 2K Love Switch, right? Uh, Civilization, True. Borderlands 1 and 2. Uh, I think, so. wasn't Civilization like the big PC one? We started seeing like PC ports come. Mm-hmm. XCOM came out that year. Warframe came out that year. Super Meat mm-hmm. Boy came out that year. Disgaea One came out that year. Uh, Complete, which we didn't. That wasn't on the top 100, but Disgaea, what six? I want to say came out Switch launch year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gardens Between Monster Hunter Ultimate came out that year. Uh, the Mega Man Legacy Collections, all of them ended up coming out that year. Valkyria Chronicles Four uh, made a, an appearance on Switch, which was awesome. Man, those games are so good. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary. Um, Fortnite came out in 2018 on the Switch. That was a huge deal. Remember, like that, that like sub- reinvigorated that reinvigorated the Fortnite community when it came mm-hmm. out the Switch because you could take it with you. Uh, well, the ca- I, think- I would say the casual Switch uh, Fortnite community. Well, I think that's when. Was that the whole Sony fiasco was happening when yeah, it came because, to Switch? Because Fortnite was cross-play between mobile, Switch, and Xbox. Xbox. And, and Sony was not playing nice with cross-play, which they still aren't. You still have, There's still something you uh, companies have to pay for to do cross-play, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, Microsoft put Miss Explosion Man out on the Switch, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, those games are great platformers. Uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition 2 Plus came out on Switch, which was a timed exclusive. Uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, and uh, the real, the quote-unquote real one came out yeah. on Switch that year. Um, Wolfenstein 2. Big one. <sighs> Such a good one. Yeah. All right, 2019 here, Ed. Let's see. All right, Ed. The, the the number. What do you think the number two selling game on the Switch of 2019 was? Human uh, that huge year of 2019 we just listed off. The number the biggest... two selling game. Spoilers. It's a third party game. Not Minecraft. Nope. Number okay, number two selling game on the Switch that was released in 2019. Okay, in this third party, mm-hmm. is it Sega uh, game? 
That's Sega your game? That's your hint. It would have to be Sonic. Nope. You ready for Shoots this? Rage 4? Nope. Ready? Scarier. Goodness, what could it be? You ready? You ready for this? Yeah. Alien Isolation. Really? Yep. Tied second uh, for uh, games that sold uh, on the Switch in 2019 that came out in 2019. Uh, tied for second with Fire Emblem Three Houses and behind Dragon Quest Eleven S. Wow. Mm-hmm. Dragon uh, Alien Isolation is super good. They, I think they said the Switch one is kind of like the definitive version. Yeah, it was um, the mo- it was the best optimized version according to Digital Foundry. That that video fascinates was, me, by the way. I'm assuming that that's because of the digital sales. I don't think that game got physical. It didn't get it. I don't think it got a physical until later, if at all. I don't even know if I got one at all. Right. I don't think you. it I got all. It up, but I don't want to. Um. So yeah, Alien Isolation came out. Uh, we kind of already said it, but I think it's worth highlighting. Astral Chain. Uh, it was yes. published by Nintendo, but I think Astral Chain is a game definitely worth. Checking out Ori and the Blind Forest came out that year, Ed, uh, on the Switch. Uh, Return of the Ober Den came out on Switch. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Talos Principle, War Groove. Um, the Witcher came out that year. The Witcher 3. That, that was in was September. Huge on the Switch. Like it, and so many, so many people bought it. They were showing the pictures of it, and so many people beat the game on Switch. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that 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 type of game, although obviously, runs better. By the way, did you see that that's cross save across the board now? Uh, uh-uh. uh, I knew it was cross save, but I didn't mm-hmm. know. Well, initially it was just Switch and PC, but you can yeah. trans you like the way, like you have to sign into CG Project Red now, I guess. You like you can play on Xbox, save it to the cloud, and then p- continue playing on the Switch now. Ah, uh, because you have to sign into your CD Project account, um, which is the same as I guess Cyberpunk. I don't know if that really the Cyberpunk thing happens, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, appar- apparently there is a way you can play your Xbox save on your Switch and vice versa. So, it's which is really interesting. Uh, but I played a lot of The Witcher on the Switch, and it was it was awesome because it came out in a year where like we were really itching for a new Zelda game, and it really kind of mm-hmm. scratched that Breath of the Wild itch in a lot of ways. And I think that's when people were just like, we don't care about the graphics as long it was more about people care about the functionality, like it was mm-hmm. running smooth and everything. They didn't care about the graphics or anything because yeah. I'm like. If people are buying it and having fun with it, like that, that lets you know that even if you had the the best version running and stuff, the Switch version was the way to, way to play because mm-hmm. people could play get their progress on the go and yeah. everything. Um, excuse me, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. Uh, that's the first one, right? No, it's the second one. Okay, a second one is so good. Love that. Uh, SteamWorld Quest, which was the RPG, the SteamWorld RPG. 
Uh, Ape Out, which was that rhythm action game, which was really interesting. Uh, Baba mm-hmm. is You was huge for a while. Super Hot came out on Switch that year. Uh, the first Atelier Riza game came out that year, which I know that of the Atelier games that that the Riza series seems to be the one that took off. Uh, I can never tell because a new Atelier game comes out every six months and I don't know how that studio does it, but they do and whatever. Yeah, I I would have to start from the beginning with that one to be like, how the heck do you play this game? Is it an action or sim game? Yeah, I game? It's like, I mean, it's a, it's a JRPG, but I don't. It's like a very traditional JRPG. Uh, okay. Um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy, yes. Shrine Four, Switch a Mighty Switch Force Collection, Ali Ali World came out or Ali Ali came out that year. Final Fantasy Ten HD, uh, Ten Ten Two HD Remaster came out, which all time favorite for me. Uh, a lot of Walking Sims. What Remains of Edith Finch came out that year. Uh, well, thank you. Risk of Rain 2, Forger, Crystal Crisis, Tetris 99 came out that year, which was a huge deal. Uh, yeah. Another, I mean, published by Nintendo, but still worked. That, that was after Xbox versions, right? What? Uh, t- uh, Tetris Effect. This is Tetris 99, I said. Oh, Tetris 99. I thought you said Tetris Effect. Um, River City Girls came out that year. So good. Untitled Goose Game, Dragon's Dogma, Collection of Mana. Uh, the Spiral Reignited Trilogy came out that year, which sold a ton on Switch. Uh, the final Shovel Knight expansion came out that year in King of Cards. Uh, of course, after that, you got that multiplayer update that came out later. Uh-huh. Uh, Nino Kuni came out that year on Switch, which is also a great JRPG. Everybody should play. The Sky of Four Complete, Felseal the Arbiter's Mark, which is a tactical RPG I think everybody should play. Uh, Crash Team Racing came out on Switch that year. Dream Daddy came out, uh, which I know a lot of people really liked. Resident Evil 4 came out. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 came out. Final Fantasy 9 came out. Castlevania Collection came out. Hellblade 2, or Hellblade Senua's Sac- Sacrifice came out on Switch that year. Yeah, the digital version. Um, so that was 2019, man. 2019, huge, huge <sighs> year. So Blaster big. Master Zero Two. <laughs> uh, box boy and box girl. So re shout out to that. Oh boy, 2020, Ed. Man, best selling ga- best selling game in 2020 that came out in 2020 was Hades on the Switch. Yeah. Hades, A Short Hike, uh, Streets of Rage 4, Ori and the Will of the Wisps came out that year. Uh, All of the Devil May Cry trilogy came out on Switch that year. That was an an interesting E3, I think, that year because of the COVID stuff. I don't remember it that year. (laughs) Um, Spirit Fair. The Last Campfire. The Bioshock Collection came out, which I know a lot of people were excited about. Doom Eternal came out that year, which was a surprise that we got that. Yeah, um, we got it late. Uh, we didn't get it in March with Animal Crossing and with everybody else. I knew we got that. Like, mm-hmm. We was getting that game later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Void Bastards came out that year, which was that 
kind of comic-y roguelite first-person shooter type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people liked it. Uh, other big games. CrossCode came out that year. Panzer Paladin came out that year. The Metro games came out on Switch that year. Yeast Origin came out that year. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. Two Point Hospital from Sega came out that year. Good job. We kind of talked about that already. Puyo Puyo Uh, Tetris. (laughs) So good. Yeah, man. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising came to Switch that year. Shout out to Ubisoft for putting out an open world Mm -hmm. uh, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X game out on that console that year. (laughs) Uh, Pretty decent Switch version, I would say. Uh, Rune Factories 4 came out on Switch that year. Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Among Us came out on Switch. All yeah. of the cloud versions of Kingdom Hearts came out. <laughs> and that game got trashed. Yeah, nobody wants cloud versions. People were Especially ups- of PS2 games on the Switch. Come on. People were upset. Like, you can yeah. put this stuff as digital only. People would have brought it. Like, yeah, no one wants this game on cloud. Yeah. All right. I mean, here's the... where here's here's where it gets good. Twenty twenty one. Okay. Mm. Here's where it gets good. Tetris Effect Connected. Ah, yes. Top tier. Yes. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. A lot of people love it. Now it's on uh, every, Death's every Door castle. came out that year. Um, the highest rated game on the Nintendo Switch as of, I don't know, like six months ago, The House in Fate Mor- Feta Morgana came out that year. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles came out that year. Yes. Spelunky 2 came out that year. The Castlevania Advance Collection came out that year. Quake 1 came to Switch that year. Monster Hunter Stories 2 came to Switch that year. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Unpacking. Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, let's see. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2 on the Switch came out that year. Amazing, amazing games. Uh, Unsighted came out on Switch, which was awesome. Disco Elysium, which I know people like. Uh, yeah. One of those games that people like to pick and choose uh, which political side they like to take depending on how good the game is. Um, Was Disco Elysium the only one on console for Switch? It's not on Xbox or PlayStation, I don't think. Or did it come to everything? It's on everything. Okay. The Switch was the last console to get it. I don't remember it being announced for Xbox or PlayStation. Like No one talked about it. Uh, I mean, I, I know the PC version, yes, but nobody was talking about that game until it hit Switch. No, people were talking about it. You just don't follow the right people. People were obsessed with this game. Uh, right, I know they was obsessed, but they was playing it on PC. I didn't hear no one playing it on console until the Switch version. Um, Let's see, what else was here? Uh, Little Nightmares 2 came out that year. Persona 5 Strikers. Remember, people were mad that we didn't get Persona 5 and we got Persona 5 Strikers on the Switch? Yeah. Uh, Cyber Shadow, Fez. Um, let's see. Blaster Master Zero 3. 
Uh, Neo, The World Ends With You, which was the surprise sequel. Loop Hero came out. People love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Trails of Cold Steel 4 and 3 came out that year. That's Tell a Your Reason 2 came out that year. Ender Lilies came out that year for Switch. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 came out on Switch that year. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Uh, Nino Kony 2. A Boy in His Blob HD. Uh, no More Heroes 3 came out on Switch that year. Um, all right. So that was 2021. All right, Ed. Here we go. 2022 Persona 5 Royal best-selling game on the Switch that came out in 2022 followed by Xenoblade Chronicles 3 I'm shocked that it sold that many uh, Chained Echoes came out that year Near Automata came out that year oh man Near Near Automata is so good that's so good man I I thought Near Automata was going to be one of those games that you know the hit you know it's hip to say that Near is cool but Nier Automata is really cool. That game is amazing. That game is incredible. Uh, another Should game. We, I, I think we were. I think we were shocked that it came on the Switch. We were like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neon White came out on Switch that year. Uh, the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. No Man's Sky. Thirteenth Sentinels. Aegis Rim. Atari Fifty came out that year. Something I still am fascinated by. Uh, Shredder's Revenge. TMNT Shredder's Revenge came out that year. What an incredible video game. Uh, yes. Um, not a huge game, but a game that's worth being shout out. Beacon Pines, we did it for Book Club, uh, is a really great choose-your-own-adventure game. Nobody Saves the World came out that year. Tunic. Uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero came out that year. Uh, Triangle uh, Triangle Strategy, published by Nintendo here, but also, you know, worth shouting out. Tiny Ken, which was that Pikmin-like game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Anything else worth mentioning here? Infernax came out. Uh, Record of Lotus War. Uh Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth, which was that Metroidvania esque game that yeah. I really loved. Uh, the Cowabunga Collection, which is the best collection in video games, in my <laughs> extremely biased opinion. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it has Harper's Law Heist. Atari, Atari released their first first party game in a long time in uh, Combinera which was that color-based puzzle game. Uh-huh. Um, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga came out. Shovel Knight Dig came out, which I wasn't as impressed with the Shovel Knight games that came out after the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove stuff. I know Yacht Club didn't develop those internally, but it shows. I'm not going to lie, Ed. I'm not going to lie. kind of disappointed. Uh, Temtem came out, which was that weird Pokemon ripoff game. Uh, mm-hmm. Still super popular. Cult of the Lamb came out that year. Them Fighting Herds, which was that My Little Pony inspired fighting game. <laughs> fighting game. Blossom Tales 2, Windjammers 2, 
also came out in 2022. And it was hopping up with jammers. And then it came out in nothing. Well, everybody was like, oh, this is cool, but when jammers one is better. So let's go back to that. Uh, 2023, Ed. Ghost Trick. Yes. Uh, Persona 4 Golden. Persona 3 uh, Portable. I need to make my way through Golden. I need to stick with it and just finish it because I have it all. So Xbox I have a lot edge. of ideas. I have a lot of ideas for Let's Plays, and Persona is on there. Um, but man, those would take forever to do. It's fine. We could figure it out. Uh, but I don't want to start any of that until I move, which mm-hmm. may be a mistake, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see when I get back from vacation. Well, which will be the week this comes out. Uh, Dave the Diver came out that year. Theaterism, Final Bar Line. Vampire Survivors came to Switch that year, which was is an incredible video game for no other reason than it's just fun. Wargroove 2, Octopath Traveler 2, Star Ocean Second Story R. Uh, Cocoon, The Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azure, um, Disguise 7 came out that year, Space for the Unbound, I know if I don't mention that, Pat will slap us both, uh, The Outer Wilds ended up coming to Switch last year, Lunark from Way Forward came out that year, uh, they published that, which is an interesting kind of Metroidvania platformer in the vein of Flashback. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving out to Atelier Riza 3 came out last year Coffee Talk 2 came out last year uh, The Legend of Heroes Trails into Reverie came out last year a lot of Legend of Heroes games it seems uh, I feel like there's a story behind that that I'm just ig- ignorant I, to I, yeah I a lot of those games they just got too much talking in it I'm th- like Oh, goodness. I think from like, what I've heard is like the beginning of that series is stuck on PC and then they're just like trying to randomly throw out the games onto pl- consoles now, mm-hmm. but they haven't released the beginning of the series and they're on like the 11th or 12th entry in that series. So I don't know. Some podcasts I listen to talk about it, but when they talk about it, I kind of tune out because I don't really care. Uh, Etria and Odyssey Origins collection came out that uh, last year. Which was uh, 1, 2, and 3, I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, Switch got Aliens Fireteam Elite? As a cloud version, I think. Oh, you're right. Okay, cloud version. Okay, I see it right there. Big, bold letters, cloud version. Uh, and then Ghostbusters came out. So that was 2023, man. Let's see. Uh, 2024, uh, obviously Prince of Persia is the big one yeah. right now. Turnip Boy robs a bank. Yeah, that's the that's the sequel. Okay. And in golf. Yeah, and they said that the Turnip Boy one is not good. Whatever. I don't. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but man. I mean, we just went through a ton of video games for the Nintendo Switch, man. Yeah. There's there's a lot. 
a lot of Switch it's... games, a lot of fun to be had with these Switch games. And and I think the thing about it, it was that success for third indie and first party was has been there on Switch. Like even if you didn't sell a million, if you sold enough copies, because at that time, you know, at different times, a lot of these games didn't sell crap on PC. The game came out on Switch, and it was keeping companies opening for a new game to be made. You know, uh, and then like with the double dipping, that helped them more and everything. And like company, I think because of Switch, a lot of companies, uh, developers and publishers were getting noticed, like. Take it or leave it how you feel about limited games, but or or Nicholas, but those companies were getting noticed because of Switch. Like nobody would have been talking about those companies if they uh were on the other platforms. No disrespect or anything, but it's just when you heard Limited Run and you heard Nicholas and stuff like that, you was hearing Nintendo's name attached to it. Like even Devolver Digital. You was hearing the t- Nintendo's name uh, connect to it, you know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, here's the thing: Nintendo. Yes, there's a lot of trash on the eShop, but for the most part, Nintendo themselves have their seal of quality, right? And mm-hmm. they very clearly put out quality stuff, and so. The Switch was a great time to be a Nintendo fan. Um, obviously, going into year seven, we don't see a lot of, we'll say, tentpole releases yet, or any, really. I mean, unless, you know, you're kind of counting Princess Peach as one, but uh, I know a lot of people are kind of counting on Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door to be one, but mm-hmm. it's still a remake. It's not really a new game, so. I think more people who missed it finally would get a chance to play it. So I think this one is going to expand uh, the player base. Because uh, people heard it through the grapevine that it's uh, one of the best Paper Mario games and people you know, have it at a higher standard. So those who are getting into Nintendo or getting back to Nintendo who missed the GameCube era, this is a good uh, start for it in their game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, because I think, yeah, because I think once the once the game gets a date and stuff, that's when the pre orders are going to go up. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big deal, man. It's a uh, Nintendo. Nintendo being relevant is great for the industry, regardless of if you like their games or not, or if you mm-hmm. like their systems or not. Because I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't really care about the Switch, which is fine. Um, you know, I, there's enough games out there for everybody for them, you know, for people not to care about the switch, but I mean, they're approaching 140 million units sold, which will is, happen probably by the summer. Right. Yeah. I think the thing about the not care, I, my, I think for me, it's just like, you got to admit and recognize that if this was Sony or Microsoft, Y'all will be hooting and hollering for ages to come. But this, because this is Nintendo, I think it deserves more props and respect 
you know, when it comes to everything that's coming to that console. Like, you know, and I, and no matter the games or whether how they look or stuff, I'm like, you cannot deny that if it really wasn't for Switch, a lot of companies and games that people play may not have been around. It happened with the 3DS. Like, uh, a lot of people don't know that. Shoot, Final Fantasy 13 was a bust. Because, yeah, Squaresoft mm. made their money, but shoot, in Japan, all the game shops had all those games returned back, traded in, and everything. I mean... I think I don't think Final Fantasy 13, especially at the time, was a bust. It sold eight million units. That's not right. <laughs> it it I think it it did. I mean it 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 was a bust in the fact that um that yeah they did make their money uh selling that game, um but it was the fact that it was like so many copies were in every game store traded in. And stuff, and it became like kind of almost like the least favorite of the Final Fantasies. But now everybody kind of wants it to come back, and they want they wanted to come back, and they want to play it on Switch and stuff. I I am kind of shocked with all of the Final Fantasy re releases on the Switch that that trilogy did not make its way over. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Final Fantasy Thirteen a lot until it bricked my PlayStation Three. Uh. And then I never finished it, but I really, I really liked Final Fantasy Thirteen. It had a lot of ten vibes to me, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of linear, uh, great cast of characters. I, I really liked I, Lightning. I really liked Fang. Um, I fell off of that game because I, it, I didn't like the direction that they were going. That they instead of the whole group being together, they split it. Like you get two, it was like a two-party system. Yeah, but I don't know. It was fine. And then you have to, then you have to fight to get your eon uh, and stuff. I just, yeah. Yeah, I just didn't like the way that they designed it. I like, uh, I agree with you. I love Lightning. Uh, I think she's one of the best female characters in the Final Fantasy series. Uh, but I didn't like how that story progressed and stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I, I mean, I know I'm in the minority, but I, I really liked it. Um, you know, I mean, every Final Fantasy goes through that thing where people don't like it, and then like mm-hmm. ten years later, everybody loves it. So, you know, we're, I mean, seeing I revisionist, we're seeing revisionist history on ten, on twelve, now on thirteen. In a couple years, you're going to see that on fifteen. Yeah. In about a decade, you're going to see that on sixteen whatever people people just don't know what they're talking about it's cool to it's cool to hate on games that are popular at at points and i'm not saying every every game is good like right here's the thing forespoken right the the square game that came out last year everybody hated it and they wanted to bash on it it's not nearly as bad as everybody says it is it's i mean it's not an amazing video game by any stretch but it's not bad you know it is a totally functioning video game that's good I think it was the hype up for this game in that it was a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So it was supposed to be a 
big jump off for Square Enix on PlayStation Five. Yeah. Um, and the because of the demo and people's opinions, like I don't know where that hate originated for that game and stuff, but it, it was just like it. You know what it came from? It came from the Luminous team, which did Final Fantasy thirteen and fifteen. And nobody likes those games. So everybody just said, hey, um, that that game is by that studio. You shouldn't um, play it. So I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. But the game looks gorgeous. Like the Luminous team, I will say they did make some gorgeous games. Like they really were a talented team. I mean, it's not the best looking game on on PlayStation, but it's still it's still a good looking game. It. There are some facial features that look strange, but that's because of the engine, not because of the team. And that was their that was their own engine. And I think like I think they were still kind of just like uh, Halo Infinite's engine and stuff. It's just like you only did one game off of it. You know, I don't think people, even though again you build it, I'm like. I think the ambition was too high, and I think if that engine was given some time and more games came out and people really supported it, I think that could have it could it could be an awesome engine. You know, it could be a great engine mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Well, so. that team's gone, and that engine is done. So. <laughs> Yeah, those developers got moved to different places in uh, Square Enix. I have a feeling someone's going to come back to that engine. I wonder. I doubt it. So. Well, everybody, I think that's going to be it. We're going to wrap it up here for Nintendo Power Block. Thank you, Corey, for that good rundown. Uh, Switch games and throughout the year. Hopefully, it brings some memories to you guys on games that you picked up and you purchased um, for Switch. Um, I know 2019 will always be my favorite year. I'm, I'm sorry. Just Fire Emblem, Three Houses. Link's Awakening, Dragon Quest, Damon X Machina, just like hit after hit after hit after hit. Um, you know, I, it, it's it's just it was just the best year for me for 2019. What about you, Corey? Um, man, I don't know. I, I mean, there's so many memorable years for the Switch in general, right? Like. Mm-hmm. 2017 obviously a launch year with a great Zelda game and a great Mario game and surprises like Mario plus Rabbids. But I mean, 2019 summer was also super memorable. We got surprises like Astral Chain and an amazing Fire Emblem and as Link's Awakening remake. And, you know, 2020 was memorable because we were all well, everybody except me, apparently, and you <laughs> were locked in like you know, locked in our houses for months and months and year, you know, into a year. Um, man, 20, I mean, last year was pretty memorable. I don't know, man. It's been a great, there's been a lot of great years for this console. And like this, it the is. sad thing is, is like we're going into its seventh year and the console still feels aside from like 
technical issues, like just not being powerful enough, still feels like a fresh idea to the point where, I mean, obviously the Steam Deck is like the next closest kind of, you know, thing that uh, I think they Steam saw the Switch's idea. I mean, they came out and said that like the Switch was their inspiration for doing this. Uh, and how popular it got, and how they needed to figure out how to do something similar, right? Um, and so, yeah, man. I, by the way, I played with a ROG Ally today at Best Buy. <laughs> uh-huh. That thing is massive, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, granted, I played with it for like ten minutes and like messed around with some of the things, and I couldn't. I just. It's huge, man. That thing is huge and uncomfortable. I don't know how how Leron handles it, but also like I would really love to play Xbox and Destiny in handheld mode, and that would be the only mm. way I could do it. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I could, I'm going to look into the Steam Decks and see like how easy it is to run Game Pass and Destiny on that thing without, you know, I I guess you would have to sideload stuff, but whatever. I'll figure it out. But yeah, man, the, the ROG Ally was super uncomfortable. Also, it was like a Best Buy test unit that had all these things attached to it, so I can't really judge how it felt. Yeah. Because, you know, when you go in and they have the kiosks and they have like that giant lockbox on the controller to where you can barely use it, right? Yeah. And they had this special one on it because it's a handheld to where you could see the screen, but also it was like clunky and wrapped around the rest of the thing, so... I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Those systems just don't do nothing for me. I'm sorry. I wish Xbox I love would just Switch. make a handheld Xbox. That would be a great idea. And a PlayStation <laughs> and that PlayStation would make a handheld PlayStation. PlayStation portable. Yeah. The PSP. They just came out with another PSP, the portal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which apparently is okay, but which is which is weird because for the last two weeks, like it, a lot of people were loving it, getting hyped. Now it's just been like, it's still sold out everywhere. Shocked about that. I think it's sold out everywhere. I'm shocked. I wonder if you do have to still order it from Sony. Um, to no, it was showing up one. on Amazon and stuff too. Oh, it's available on other things. Hold on, let me let me see. PlayStation Portal. Um, Amazon out of stock, but it is available on Amazon. But it's out of stock. Man, such an ugly device, dude. Oh, man. Whatever. I, I would rather have something like a device that you can... Pl- play games natively on but i also hear that the the lag on this thing is very 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 minimal especially if Mm -hmm. you have your playstation wired into your internet yeah um man i just i just want a handheld xbox dude like for real i don't want a rog ally i don't want one of these third-party things i just want someone to make a handheld xbox that's all i want You can play Game Pass on your phone. And I mean, if I wanted that, I would have kept my backbone. I sold it. Oh, really? I didn't know you sold it. Yeah, I sold it because I, I, 
it didn't like it worked but it was not fun to use like it just wasn't it's fine for what it's its purpose is but i don't mm-hmm. i want more than that purpose in a device you know what i mean <sighs> so i don't know i don't know but that'd get me out of here Yes, everybody, that's going to be it for Nintendo Power Block. You guys have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you next time on Nintendo Power Block. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Bye. If you want to see how you can become a Patreon producer, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. The Patreon producers for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S., Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, and Todd Oxtra. Thanks for your continued support of the Boss Rush Network and our family of podcasts.